Hello everyone, I'm Levi. And I'm Carly Gates, and you are listening to The Not So Pearly Gates, a podcast about marriage, parenting, pop culture, snacks, and more. Join us as we hide in our bedroom with a microphone and hope our kids don't wake while we're recording. Hey everybody, and uh, welcome back to new episode of the Not So Pearly Gates podcast. I'm your host, Levi. I'm Carly. Carly, what episode is this? This is episode six. Ooh. All right. So first things first, I want to say thank you all to those that have listened and reached out. Uh, please make sure you like and uh, comment on our uh, podcast pages, wherever you find them. But please do so mostly on Instagram. Uh, because we have a page there mm-hmm. that you can check out. So it's a Not So Pearly Gates podcast. That's the name of the Instagram page. I have not set up a Threads page for it yet, but I hopefully will. I've been enjoying Threads. Nice. Also, make sure you leave a comment for us on iTunes because it helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. So, Carly, what yeah. do we got today? Uh, well, we just had our anniversary yesterday, so our uh, 18th anniversary congratulations to us it was like i said we're clawing our way to this 18th i don't want anyone who listens to this podcast think that we have a perfect marriage because this last year was rough but we've uh we made it and it's looking good and we have a wonderful marriage counselor (laughs) (laughs) and supportive friends and family that have made this year a little easier but yeah yeah, so we made it to 18 years and uh so we went downtown um levi found a event going on downtown called the running of the bars uh boise has a huge basque population yeah and uh it was basically taking place the same time as the running of the bulls Mm -hmm. in uh, san fermin Mm -hmm. and so we thought well we don't drink so let's go bar hopping we thought it'd be fun to get diet cokes at each of the bars that was uh part of the running of the bars which were mostly basque bars but uh, or on the Basque block here in Boise, that's a lot of bees. That's a lot of bees, but <laughs> it was it was fun. So we showed up. Uh, we paid uh, for the entry, which gave you a cup and mm-hmm. uh, a list, as well as like uh, two tickets for free food or a beer, mm-hmm. and then um, scarf. And we got a scarf. Mm-hmm. So everybody wore white. Yes. And they said, "Bring out your whites, and then wear your get your red scarf here." And so um, we were able to get a promotional red scarf and all the money was there to donate uh was to benefit the basque museum Mm -hmm. uh, which was a really cool place so we thought gosh this would be something fun just to do yeah like different that we haven't done before and then there's a lot going on downtown too so in boise we have a bike race that's called the twilight criterium and it's uh i don't know how many miles they go but they go basically in a circle around our state capital at a million miles an hour, it, it feels was a, like. It's like a 90-minute yeah. heat. They Every just heat sprint. Was like 90 minutes. Yeah, so it's a really cool race. And um, anyway, so we thought, well, if, if the bars don't pan out, then we can at least go watch a little of the race. But what happened was I wasn't feeling super hot. All day. All day, just really kind of feeling yucky, nauseous, and just, you know, tummy bug. And, uh, and wouldn't you know it, walking around in the heat and wearing Made you feel better and wearing spanks that were cutting me off completely from air 
uh, didn't I didn't feel so good. <laughs> so surprisingly, we didn't make it very long. Um, we did go have dinner at Bardenay. We did. We had dinner, and that was great. I just, yeah, it was the, the heat. It was, oh, and also we were like, well, with these tickets that we got, um, it says that we can get, you know, some food. Like, there's food provided. So I was looking for, like, a tent or yeah. something, like a food hall, whatever. And um, it was a just a card table with a guy with some chorizos. Yeah. And as I'm standing there dripping sweat in my Spanx under my dress. Watching this guy watching, dish out some chorizos. Yeah, some chorizos out of a, you know. Cooler. Yeah, I was like, this is not happening for me. So anyway, <laughs> we had Ubered down there. And so we didn't, we're cheap people by nature. And, uh, well, we had first thought about riding bikes down there. Yeah, we thought about riding bikes, but again, with the tummy issue and with the weather, it just, I, I, I yeah, could, it didn't seem like a viable option. No, I, it, I foresaw issues. So we Ubered down there, um, so we wouldn't have to worry about parking and things like that. And, uh, again, because with a bunch of events going on in downtown, sometimes it can kind of be a pain. Um, so anyway, we were too cheap to want to Uber back. So I called my sister, mm-hmm. uh, who lives right nearby. Yeah, and she was just very said, excited to leave. Yeah, she, she, I said, are you doing anything? Would you like to come pick us up and take us home? And she was very nice about that. Great. So Five uh, stars. Five stars to that, <laughs> my lovely sister, Heather. Thank you for the nice ride home. But it was good. We, we yeah. did show up. We did check it out. Yeah. We did walk to every bar. We tried. To see yeah. what was going on. And then Levi and I forgot, because we don't drink, we don't like bars. <laughs> yeah, we really don't care. So so it was even the fun, what we thought would be fun is at least just going in the bars, you know, talking with people, drinking our Diet Cokes and everything. And But even that, just with the heat, it just didn't yeah. sound fun. Well, anymore. and I'm nursing a, uh, yeah. a sore elbow. So yeah. some, of the, some of the events yeah. necessitated the use of, of multiple muscle groups. Well, apparently the Basques... You know, idea of a good time was like throwing really heavy feats things. Of yeah, feats of strength. So it was, yeah. uh, it was like kettlebell lifting, calf roping. You know, kick toss. Kick. Yeah, it was all just very <laughs> elbow intensive yeah. activities. I was like, well, I can't do any of these, which isn't going to work. And for Carly you. wouldn't couldn't do those either. No. So we uh, we did walk down and see a couple laps of the bike race. Yeah. So we did make our way that way, but yeah. it was, and we did stop at a bodega and got a Diet Pepsi mm-hmm. that we then filled our cups with that yep. we were provided with. So we yeah. at least had something to drink. Uh, but yes, Heather picked us up. We were back home and then I made a quick trip up to Cold Stone. Oh, by the way, the kids, we were able to get rid of. The yeah. kids, bless them, love them, but could use a night away from them. Uh, that's where your saint of a mother comes in. She took them for us. She took them for us for the night for our anniversary and they love going to pitas that oh. is the ultimate they're you know. in bed by like eight o'clock like they were like we got our pajamas on like oh, we they called love them at 8 30 and they were like we're, we're in bed we got our pajamas on we're ready to we're reading with pita and well one of my favorite things is uh watching what the kids pack because we just let them pack whatever they want i mean they're only you know a couple miles from our house so whatever they pack is fine and my favorite augie our son my favorite thing that he did once was um since again i didn't look before he left at what he had packed so i helped him unpack it when he got home and he had packed a bow tie and a regular tie just in case just in case i don't know so he had like pajamas his toothbrush like a stuffed animal 
and a bow tie and a regular tie. You never know. If you he's... met Augie, that would make perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy dinner, you know? He's got to be yeah. ready for all occasions. So anyway, so you went to Cold Stone. Now tell me, tell the people what your favorite Cold Stone. So I always get something different every time I go to Cold Stone. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much the same. Oh, mine's, take note, anyone listening, all 50 of you who have listened, it is cake batter ice cream or mm-hmm. sweet cream. Sweet cream mm-hmm. is good too, but the cake batter is my favorite. Brownie and caramel. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you need. That is plenty of flavor. When people start yeah. messing around by throwing fruit in and gummy bears, that's when you just lose it. Yeah. So this time I went with an old favorite, an old standby, mm-hmm. one that I used to get. takes me back 20 years mm-hmm. to when the Cold Stones first opened in Boise. And that was cake batter, mm-hmm. Oreo, cookie dough. Ooh, I like that. As so, a mix. So two types of cookies. They call it the cake batter is, batter is batter. The, so the, the base is not cookie dough ice cream. The cookie dough goes it's, into it's the cake, cake batter ice cream. cake batter ice cream with a brick of brownie yeah. and a scoop of cookie dough. This is one of the reasons I love you. So I know. it was oh, great. Uh, speaking of Cold Stone, Levi and I have had terrible luck. We put uh, them out of business. Yeah, we, we uh, let's see. So we got together in 2005 and right near where we lived, there was a Cold Stone. And one night after we had got married, we said, let's go to Cold Stone. And so we walked there and we were talking on the way up to the front door and just weren't paying attention to anything. And we go to, I pull on the front door and look and it's empty. Like gone. it's gone. Cold Stone, it was as if it never existed. <laughs> and what, the weird thing was we both looked at each other and said, we were here like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like sign down like, everything. We it was were in as the if store. <laughs> yeah. so we were laughing, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't know that it had closed down. So fast forward a few years, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. And at that point there was a cold stone that had moved to Right in the center of downtown. Right downtown, Eighth Street in Boise. And Which we had been to also. We had been there and we had been there recently. We yeah. like Cold Stone. So anyway, uh, and I had a gift card. Yeah. And so it was my birthday, so I was like, Let's go get ice cream. My birthday is actually tomorrow it's yeah, my birthday as we were recording this. yeah so anyway it's a hot summer birthday uh ice cream sounded great again walk up to the front door of cold stone and, and look we're talking. and we're talking and we look not only is it not cold stone it's a vietnamese restaurant now. yeah like they it had like <laughs> gone out a bit and we were like again we looked at each other and said we were just here two weeks ago yeah. how is this possible and then a third time it happened with um a location that was up uh, on Federal Way, there yeah, was a Cold Stone. There was a Cold Stone up there I don't, That one we didn't go to walk into, but we had thought Cold Stone sounded nice. And so we, we drove up there. We drove up there and it was gone. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> but there is a location now that has been there for yeah. years. Yeah. And, but my fear is always One of these I, nights, we're yeah. going to say, let's go to Cold Stone, make a run up there, yeah. and I'm going to walk up and go, it's not here. Yeah. So and it'll be probably in two weeks from now. Probably, yeah. Probably next anniversary it'll be gone. So <laughs> and that's it. yeah, that's our cold stone. But then we uh, ate our ice cream and watched a bunch of stuff. We had, again, with no kids in the house. No, we were like, it was eight o'clock and we were ready to rock. Yeah, eight o'clock at night in the summer with no kids in the house. That is a freedom. We watched TV till one in the morning. Oh, the freedom. Just, just not even having to worry about anything. It's no just wonderful. Yeah. So uh, we watched, what was the first movie we watched? Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear, yep. And that was exactly the kind of movie it was saying it is. Yep. It's about a bear who does cocaine. A lot of cocaine. And what happens next. And it was perfect. It was just the right amount of silly and gory and... A little bit of thriller. Yeah. It was was like Jaws, but with a coked out bear. Yeah, which was... (laughs) 
thought they did a great job. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, so and then uh, oh, we found a new Netflix show. If you like Black Mirror, yeah, there's a Norwegian TV series called. It was like Blood Ride. Blood Ride or, or Blood Train? Blood Ride. Blood Ride. I think it's Blood Ride. And it's about a spectral bus. Yeah. And it's literally like a like a Twilight Zone. Like an anthology series. Yeah. So like every episode's different. It starts uh, out on the bus. They all start on the yep, bus. Yep. And, and then it'll kind of um, zoom in on the character that it's going to feature in the next story. Yep. And then they all have kind of a fun twist at the end that yeah. you don't expect. They're, and, they're, some of them are pretty dark. And yeah. some, are, some are more funny, but there are a few that were pretty dark. And uh, I have no problem with that. So. No, it was great. Yeah. It was just right. And, it, and we like watching some Norwegian shows. So it yeah. was fun to see, oh, that's what's his name from that show. And that, Well, apparently that there's only like... 15 actors in Norway and they kind of all true they're all I mean and then there's you know the, main, the main, perim- major actors yeah then there's the peripheral Scandinavian like the scars guards mm. appear every so often in things and um but yeah but mainly they're all in Norsemen Beforeiners yeah Lillehammer uh, yeah Lillehammer uh th- yeah there's just a few Norwegian black and gold they're yeah a bunch of different uh or not black and gold but um Occupied. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was a really good one. So, anyway, we like our Norse yeah. <laughs> TV shows. But that series, if you like Black Mirror, is really good. And we burned through the newest They're Black 20, Mirror. like 27 minute episodes. Yeah. So perfect. they were perfect little short stories. Yeah. Um, Just like was, Twilight Zone. Yeah, it was perfect. So we watched that. That was really good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Yep. But mm-hmm. we do have a 4th of July story. Oh, that's right. So coming this, up. Yeah. After this little break. So this week was the 4th of July. And it always is a good time to remember a little story called the 4th of Pulai. Quite possibly Mm -hmm. a reckoning that came to our family. Like an avenging angel of death. (laughs) Yeah. The worst Independence Day that anyone has celebrated. Let me set the scene. So this is 2014. Yeah. Um, we have Hadley at three years old who has fresh off an autism diagnosis. So we're maneuvering that whole world of therapies and, um, you know, helping her learn to speak better. So it's a, and then also we have Augie a month after her diagnosis. So uh, at this point in July, he is April, May, June, July. So he is, he's three months old at this point. Yeah. And he was not an easy baby. At he was three, not sleeping. Yeah, he just was a real rough baby, which we've mentioned, so I don't mean to keep harping on it, but it's the truth. Yeah. So, uh, yes, and then you were working a very hard job and uh, working on the weekends. Yeah, because I had my own business, right. so I had to. Right, so you were, yeah, so you just worked all the time. And it was a very physical job. It was a job where for the first time in our lives, it was like you were staying home with the kids. Yeah. The business was carrying us as mm-hmm. much as we could, and so yeah. it necessitated yeah. working as many days and yeah. ex- holidays, extra holidays and times yeah. just so I could get stuff done so I could make ends meet. Yes. So the morning started mm-hmm. um, with a bang. And by bang, I mean I walked in and saw, I went into our daughter's room, and there was poo everywhere. 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 So she got some sort of bug. Um 
Uh, we thought it might be like Jardia or something because yeah. she'd been swimming in her little pool in the backyard and who knows how much she swallowed. We also so, found that she tried to play in. Yeah, there just were a lot of, of I mean, most three-year-old kids get pretty nasty stomach bugs. So yeah. it, that's not surprising. What was surprising was the quantity and and the location. It was yeah. everywhere. On it the was walls, the walls. On, hair. Yeah, it was on the, all over the bed. I didn't know where to start. It was like one of those things where I just wanted to shut the door and like... Yeah, I'll come and, back later. Yeah, I'll come back. Like, I, I just can't deal with this right now. But obviously, because I love my daughter, I wanted to clean her off. So um, that was horrible. And so I called the doctors to see. And I knew that they were going to tell me to go to urgent care because it was the 4th of July. But I got the on-call um, hotline. And they said, uh, you can come in and we'll... And I said, because I said, I think it's Jardia. And they said, you can come in. Could you get a, is there a possibility you could get a sample of the feces in like a Ziploc bag? And I was like, oh, sure. Like, it's literally on the walls. Yeah, I'll get a spatula and sweep some off for you. (laughs) So I'm trying not to dry heave as they're, you know, describing to me that, you know, putting it in a Ziploc bag. And anyway, we figured out that you could just put a diaper in a gallon-sized Ziploc bag and that's even easier. But anyway, um... I decided to, we decided to wait it out. See, you know, because when you have a, a, again, when you have toddlers, they yeah. go through these bugs and yeah. they get over them real quick. But also you so, were, you would have had to, you were in the middle of cleaning all that right, poop. Right. You had the three-year-old yeah. and a three-month-old. Right. That you were having to deal yes. with. Yes. And so, I was at work. And you were gone. So, uh, Augie d- didn't stop screaming for the first three months of his life. It was shortly after this that he got to be like really fun and but he was still in his no sleep uh cranky you know possible allergy to milk i mean it was everything that could go wrong was going on the most expensive formula right like it was yeah so i think i called you and was like it's a nightmare over here hope you're having a better day um augie screaming all that and then you finally finish up at work well what i had done was i said i'm gonna go in i told my guys look if you want to come in it's a holiday Let's just try and come in early. Let's try and just get it done so we can get these cars dropped off and get stuff finished so that we can all enjoy the holiday. So we all agreed to show up at like 530 in the morning. How I ever got those guys to show up at 530 in the morning (laughs) on a holiday, I never understood. But they made it. Mm -hmm. We got the cars done and we went to deliver them. And I said, as soon as we get back, like go deliver them. And when we get back to the store or to the shop, go home. Mm-hmm. And I was hustling and I had my little brother Seth with me and we had to run one more car out and we ran it out to the, I think, to the airport. Mm-hmm. I remember it was, We yeah. had to drop it off out there or something. And at, I think it was one of the rental car facilities. We get on the road. I'm in my Jeep and this was my trusty 93 Jeep Grand Cherokee with 260,000 miles that mm-hmm. never left me stranded anywhere. Nope. Um, and I'd owned it for like four or five years and it was a great vehicle. However, at this time, Mm -hmm. soon as we got on the freeway past the airport, it straight up died. Mm -hmm. Literally shut off on the side of the road. Seth and I are standing on the freeway. We call AAA. AAA's like, oh, it's uh, about an hour and a half for me to get out there and get you. So just wait, hang out. And it literally took an hour and a half for them to show up. And I'm telling Carly, hey, I was going to be on my way, but now I'm stuck on the side of the road with my Jeep waiting for the tow truck. And I can't leave because, you know, Hadley's... Yeah, you have that. She's at any minute going to explode again and had been all morning. Um, 
So I'm, I'm just sitting there with the two kids like, okay, he'll be here soon. He'll be here soon. So eventually you make it home. By the way, yep. it's like 106 degrees. Yep. Um, so it's just miserable. There's not even anything we can, I can't take the kids to the pool. Yeah. I can't do yep. Like there's just nothing. It's just sitting in our house with yeah. a crying newborn. It was newborn. a hot day. I was standing on the side of the freeway for yeah. that whole time. Yes. In like the ugliest part of <laughs> yeah, Boise. Yeah, literally on the side <laughs> of the freeway. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, Levi gets home. All is well. And then in the afternoon, maybe around three or four o'clock, Hadley, who's feeling much better by that point, so she's perked up and she wants to go play outside in the backyard, decides to stick a rock up her nose. A small pebble. A small pebble up her nose. And again, I'm thinking, no biggie, I can get it. But uh, you watched her physically yes. put it up her yeah, nose. Yeah, I was like, like, no, 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 no. And then and then you don't want to, you know, uh, scare them because then they'll shove it up even further up their nose and so i was like hey you know like cautiously walking towards her like a an animal you know what, yeah. you, what you got there and anyway by the time i made it to her it was definitely up the nose and it was just out of reach there was just no way and she was so sweet she yeah. you know wasn't too upset but you know it was scary i don't think for she us. knew that she put it up there yeah either well she knew by the time we got to urgent care yeah. she figured it out so again it's a holiday again uh, We're sitting at urgent care with the yeah. three-month-old and the three-year-old. Right. So three-year-old, I'm just praying doesn't poop again. And the three-month-old, we're just hoping is okay. Just, you know, not going to lose his mind like he usually does. So we're sitting at urgent care. And because it's a holiday, they probably have one, you one, know, yeah, one two, PA yeah. that's there and like a nurse maybe. And surprising number of people at the, uh, yeah, at the urgent care. People. Three o'clock or four yeah. o'clock on a yeah, on, on the 4th of July holiday. So anyway, we get in, and this is possibly the meanest, yeah. grumpiest PA I've ever met. And I don't know if he was pissed off because he had to work the holiday or if he was pissed off at life. I don't know what was going on, but yeah. he was not friendly. He, no, he was a dick. Yeah, he really was. And Hadley, at this point, like I said, freshly diagnosed, a little bit nonverbal. She can, yeah. you know, she can talk a little bit, but not a lot. And... She's scared out of her mind because he's, yeah. you know, like, okay, we're going to go up your nose. You better hold still. And so instantly she starts thrashing. Yeah. So he says, he's, he shows us the pliers, which are yeah. terrifying. And I'm trying not to let Hadley see him. Uh, he's like, you have to hold her so still because, you know, if I... I don't want to hurt her. Yeah. Like if I miss, yeah. you know, this could go wrong. I mean, it's far up her nose. Like it, things could yeah. really go sideways. And he says... And if that happens, then you have to go to the ER. Well, we yeah. had like, it was like a $500 ER deductible. So we're like, no, 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 no. You're going to do this. So I think we laid across we her body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like, I got on my back. Yeah. And, and just held her arms down. Held her. And then you held her head. Or did I lay on her legs? I think I, I we had to hold her yeah. as still as possible. I think and we were just, we put every, all of our body weight on her. And we looked we at were, him and said, go, you have like two seconds before this goes sideways yeah and so he went in there and pulled out a pretty good size rock bigger than i thought was yeah. in there and bigger than i thought could fit up her nose yep that was the craziest thing yeah that came out that was surprising so uh yeah so that was about a 50 dollars copay <laughs> on top of yeah pretty much the worst fourth of she july was screaming she was yeah. crying and when she started crying then augie was crying then yeah. when augie was crying she was trying to cover her ears yeah because she didn't like hearing him cry yeah. and so that was our uh, fourth of poo lies. We got but... back in the van, and my parents are going, "Why aren't you over here at this house? We're yeah. watching fireworks. Why are we doing that?" We were both just done. Yeah, with I the think day. we were all in bed by nine p.m. That yeah, was I not think... not a good day to do fireworks. <laughs> we're like, you don't want to even be here anymore. Yeah. 
So that's 4th of July. Hope you like the story. Hope you guys had a great one. So uh, we have a story that we've been wanting to tell. Uh, do you want to go ahead and start it? Well, um, this happened ways back. I'm I'm feeling like it was during that first week of dating. Yeah, it was it was early early in within the first month of dating. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one night, uh, I invited Carly over to my apartment for dinner. Mm-hmm. She'd gotten off work, and I said, "Hey." making lasagna tonight she come over and she was like oh wow okay can i bring anything and i was like nope got it all don't worry about Mm -hmm. it and my roommate uh at the time pat and i would do this all the time Mm -hmm. like at least once a month we would we would make these big spaghetti feeds Mm -hmm. or we would make lasagna and i put the lasagna got it going in the oven Mm -hmm. it was cooking carly pulls up Mm -hmm. she comes in i go hey we got a 20 minutes left it's going to be ready to go and i couldn't believe it because the kitchen was tiny it, it was a, a galley kitchen that like was from a trailer like it a was camp trailer. yeah like a camp trailer kitchen it was so tiny and there was no dishwasher um no counter space we used the washer and dryer yep. as counter space that were in the kitchen and i didn't see a dirty dish i didn't mm-hmm. i was like this guy has his shit together like he <laughs> can cook and clean up the mess as he goes mind you i think my license was suspended during this time period yeah. as well so <laughs> yeah yeah you were a catch so anyway so you say the the lasagna is almost done mm-hmm. and i'm just blown away at this yeah. point yeah and i said so it comes out comes out of the yep. oven it looks, it looks the oven. delicious looks really good cut off a square for you get yeah. you some garlic bread <laughs> uh, some albertson's yep. french bread mm-hmm. turned into garlic bread so good and i said you made this uh-huh and you go yeah and I said, you you really made this? Yeah. And you said, yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, it's easy. And I was like, okay. So that was on my mind for years mm-hmm. yeah. after we you know, were married. We got married quickly. We, we met in January and we were married in July. So uh, it was a few years later and I thought, you know, we haven't had lasagna for a long time. What? Ha- how come you only made that for me once? And what did you say? I said, oh. Yeah, no, I can just, I'll go get some. Like, it's at the store. And I said, get the ingredients? No, no it's a Stouffer's lasagna. You just <laughs> you buy it at the store. It's like $10. So it was a Stouffer's lasagna. It takes like 30 minutes to cook in the yeah. oven. And so I said, no, you told me you made the lasagna. And yeah, you I said, put it in the oven. Yeah, you just said I did it. make it. I did make it. <laughs> you just open it up and put it in the oven. You still got to preheat the oven. Yeah. You got to open the door. You got to put it in there. <laughs> You make sure everything's going right. And it's just funny because I thought, oh my gosh, for years I thought you could make lasagna. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not the hardest dish, but it is. No. It's a lot of ingredients and it's kind of a pain. And I just all of a sudden, yeah, after a couple of years of being married, was like, how come you don't make that lasagna that you gave me on like our you know fifth date or whatever? Yeah. So turns out his version of making it means taking it out of yeah. the box. Remind, and... rem- remember where I came yes. from, which was a, a family who yeah. didn't really cook. And so yeah. when things were made, it was usually a store-bought yeah. item that was put in the oven. Yeah. And my mom would make something, quote yeah. unquote, and all of us would go, wow, mom, this is great. Thanks for making this. And yeah. she's like, you're welcome. Yeah. Or my dad would do that. And yeah. it was like, we'd make, I remember... We'd have a go, I'm going to make dinner. Which one, what do you guys want for dinner? And my sisters and I would go like, oh, wow, meatloaf or mm-hmm. Salisbury steak. Or, and he'd be pulling TV dinners mm-hmm. out of the freezer. 
<laughs> and putting them in his his microwave. Yeah, well, the his, microwave. The microwave. Which is a whole other story. Yeah, let's save let's put a pin in the microwave story because that's that's one for another day for sure. <laughs> so what is well actually going back to lasagna. So my mom made us a lasagna dinner um, the other night and as I was eating it, I thought there is nothing in any restaurant in the whole world that tastes as good as my mom's lasagna or just really any meal that my mom makes me, even as a 40, almost 41 year old. If my mom makes me a meal, it's always the best taste. Like if she makes you a sandwich, it's mm-hmm. the best sandwich you're ever going to have, right? Well, and I don't now, now know her code word. What's that? Is if she says it tastes horrible. Right. It usually means it tastes amazing. Yeah, she's very modest. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like to she's... praise herself. Every now and then she'll say, I made a really good yeah. whatever. But this woman can fry chicken. She can she can make anything. So she makes a great meatloaf, which yep. I made the other night. Yeah, and it was great. It was, it was good. Um, but what's your fascination with meatloaf? What's the... Well, I was... So when we'd go to the... We had a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And when my mom would pick us up, or my dad would pick us up from the babysitter's house at like five or six, when they got off work, they would come pick us up. Mm-hmm. And... She would be making dinner every night. The babysitter. Babysitter. We had like a, it was like a daycare. Mm-hmm. And she would be making dinner every night. And I would go, I would smell this mm-hmm. as a young child. And I, these spices and the mm-hmm. aromas of the cooking and it was stuff I'd never smelled before. Yeah. And I remember going, what is that? Mm-hmm. And she goes, it's meatloaf. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, <laughs> smells so good. And then my mom, I remember the first time she came to pick me up and she was like, hey, we got to go. Like, you know, mm-hmm. grab my sisters and me. And she's like, and I go, it smells so good. I wish we could have what she's having. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, yeah, I don't know how to make that. And <laughs> and she goes, what are you making? And, and our babysitter, she goes, oh, I'm making meatloaf. Mm-hmm. And her husband was a uh, sanitation engineer. Mm-hmm. And so he drove a trash. He was a garbage man. Okay. And I always thought, what a lucky guy. That <laughs> gets he to gets to come home. He gets day. to hang out. Because he'd always bring home something when yeah. he'd get home. And, yeah. it, and he'd make it home usually before my parents would come. Yeah. He'd always have something that he found in the garbage. Okay. This is making sense because you are such a collector and like a... <laughs> like a raccoon finding little treasures. And so it's really funny because I'm making the connection now that the love of meatloaf and then the love of collecting, it all could have come from just this babysitter's house. Oh, literally, literally. I'm like, I was there from three till I was eight, Mm -hmm. I think. That's how long we went to their house every day. Yeah. And so I'm sure it had an effect on me. I'd love to find the other kids that were there with you and see if they have those same (laughs) memories of like yummy stuff cooking. We do need to say Levi's mom can cook. She's a great cook. She can cook now. She's she's a good cook now. She's worked at trying to become a good cook. But she makes some amazing little enchiladas and tamales. And Mm -hmm. yeah, she does great. I don't want anyone coming at us. But but when we were growing up, she was the lady who boiled hot dogs and they would burst. And she also worked full time. She also worked full time and had three young kids. So I totally get it. But. Um, but that was where it came from. I yeah. smelled meatloaf and I thought, oh my gosh, someday I'm going to have that. Yeah. And I think the first time I actually had meatloaf was I ordered it at a restaurant because it was on the menu. Oh, like Cracker Barrel? Like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, I can't remember the restaurant, but it was, I was probably 13, 12 mm-hmm. or 13 and I saw it and I was like, I'm going to order it. And I ate it and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then at 14, I started eating Pretty much all the time. That yeah. was like my birthday dinner. I started yeah. asking for it. And would she make it or buy it? 
No, Julie would make it. Oh, okay. My stepmom would make it. Got it. And so she always made a meatloaf, and that's what I would eat. For your birthday uh, for meal. For my birthday meal, and that was it. And, and that's I your, just, that's also your death row last meal. That's my death row meal. last meal. What meatloaf. else with it? What else is with Mashed potatoes. Okay. Um, some gravy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I like my mashed potatoes without gravy. You like them dry. Um, lots of butter. Okay. Um, and uh, a roll mm-hmm. and a tall, frosty Diet Pepsi. Ooh, that is a nice last die meal. A, die a happy man. I like it. The full Carly, what about you? You are the queen of, like, you love beef stroganoff. I love beef stroganoff. And it's, How again, did that come it, out? well, that's because that's my mom's. So uh, my mom makes a really good beef stroganoff. And the reason that I like it probably more than anything else is because it is kind of a pain to make and it's a little bit expensive. And so we didn't have it that often. So we probably had it twice a year. Okay, and so one of them was always my birthday. Like, that was usually what I would pick, either that or lasagna or. One of her many other good stuff, but, but beef stroganoff and it's, I can't even eat it at like a restaurant. It, it does no good to eat it at a restaurant because it's not the way my mom does it, which is with like the egg noodles and she uses, um, like cream of mushroom soup and, oh, going back to, I think we talked about this last week where I said that I had never eaten a mushroom. Did we mm-hmm. talk about that? I don't remember. I was, anyway, sorry if we didn't talk about it, but I was thinking about how I hadn't ever willingly eaten a mushroom of the non-psychedelic kind <laughs> and and uh and then i thought no i've probably eaten plenty of mushrooms because yeah, it's, it's in it's in the beef stroganoff but you can't taste them so i don't care <laughs> but yeah that's that's my that would probably be my death row meal is that um i don't even know if i'd need a side honestly mm, it's just, just such a just that and a, a soda i there think i'd go. be good to go all right sweet well what's your death row meal tell us on instagram Hey, Levi, I got a question for you. What is it? What is one of the first big purchases you remember making? Could be as an adult or as a child. What, What's something you remember saving up for and getting? Um, so I remember when I started mowing lawns mm-hmm. and starting to learn how to wash cars was the first time I was actually starting to get money weekly. Mm-hmm. Like not, I would get an allowance, but my allowance was like a buck or three bucks. Mm-hmm. Like not all that great. But when I started mowing my grandmother's lawn every week, I'd mm-hmm. get ten dollars, and I get a, good. and I get a check for ten dollars. Sheesh, this is like nineteen ninety. This would have been nineteen ninety. Wow, and ten bucks—that's pretty good. Back then, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the first time I was like, "Holy cow!" And then all of a sudden, I was like, "I'm making forty dollars a month," mm-hmm. and um, I started saving my money, and I would always ride my bike down to Kings and go shopping there and buy toys and model so cars. So Kings and... was like not a huge grocery store, but bigger than the Dollar like Tree. A, kind of bigger than a Dollar Tree, but uh-huh. like uh, everything. They had mm-hmm. they had bikes, they had cars, like toy cars, they had okay. food, they had snacks. Okay. Uh, famous place to see a Kings store mm-hmm. is in the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Oh! They are shopping in a Kings. When, when, when Uncle Rico <laughs> sniffs the plunger. That's a Kings. And he says he's buying Pampers. He's got to get Pampers. <laughs> Um, that's a king's that's a king's okay and so um which i when i saw that movie i saw that scene i laughed because yeah. i'm like oh my gosh that's exactly like the so one we familiar. had now yeah. the king's that i used to go to is actually now a dollar tree okay so um in that location but uh i remember we also got a costco membership that mm-hmm. year that was the first time my family got a costco membership and uh they had a nintendo mm-hmm. there 
Super Nintendo or the original? Regular Nintendo. NES. And it was an NES Mm -hmm. with uh, two controllers, um, Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and the gun. Yeah. The light gun. Mm -hmm. And I saw the price, Mm -hmm. and it was $99. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can save up. Yeah, I can do this. In five weeks, six weeks, I can, you know, I thought I could have close to that. Mm -hmm. And I told my dad. That I wanted that. Yeah. And I asked him if I saved all my money and I had $100, mm-hmm. could I get that if I gave it to him yeah. to buy that for me? And he said, yeah, sure. So that was my first thing. Mm-hmm. Then. And were you like protective of it? Like you didn't want No, I didn't care. It? As soon as I got it, I could yeah. care less. I was never a gamer. And yeah. so like I bought it and then I bought a game like a week later mm-hmm. for it contra yeah. and then I never bought another single game yeah. I try to rent games every once in a while but I just couldn't yeah it's expensive it, well it just wasn't I never had the patience there are yeah. kids that could play video games and then there are kids that just I would rather do something else yeah and so I and even to this day I yeah. still can't focus for more than no, 5 minutes we're not on gamers game. in this household and like, even like, Carly, you play more games on your phone than yeah. I can. Like, yeah. I can't even, I don't have the patience to yeah. sit and do that. So, um, but I ended up giving it to my sister. Like, Aww. we moved it into her room because yeah. she had a TV in her room. Yeah. So, we would play it in there. But, so Sevi to this day, takes credit that the Nintendo's basically hers. Like, yeah. Oh, it yeah. Was, she, it was and hers. she was probably way better at it yeah. than you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, she played it a lot more than I did. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, my next big purchase, which was the one that got me the most grief, mm-hmm. was my Reebok pumps. Oh, those things were just incredible. And I was 12, I think I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. so 92. Yeah. And I saw a pair of Reebok pumps at, and this is also the first time I learned about a sale. Okay, wait, go back and describe what a Reebok pump is, because it's possible people listening don't understand well, I sure hope they do i know if they were a child a of the 90s yeah. they know what it is it's but... a shoe and on the tongue there was a pump a little ball it looked like a could, basketball that you could push and it would inflate a bladder inside the shoe to make mm-hmm. it fit on your foot better I, didn't it only inflate the tongue though it right? only inflated the tongue yeah. but it was the tongue was actually much bigger so it would wrap yeah. around the sides yeah so it it would keep the shoe on your foot better mm-hmm. than pulling the laces super tight but it was really just the the that was uh, it. it tactile didn't... function that was the yep. most exciting yep. thing and, and, then it, you... and made a little like <laughs> sound yeah it go <laughs> yeah and then you could push the release button to yes. release the air and it go <laughs> yes um and i'd sit there and you'd pump up your shoes and then you'd release the air all day it was yeah. became like a total it was a status game. thing so yeah. i mean it was honestly not that many people had them because they were expensive and it was a coveted item. So yeah. tell me how you... Oh, to this with... day, I would still yeah. try and buy a pair of Reebok yeah. pumps just to have it. See, I was the kid with the British Knights, mm. the BKs, yeah. looking at the pumps and really wishing I had so some. So I was always a BK kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd rock British Knights and Airwalks all mm-hmm. the time. But um, when I got my pumps, mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I say I saw how much they were one day at JCPenney's. Yeah. And I was like, 120 bucks. Yeah. And so I told my mom, if I save my money, I want to buy a pair. She's like, okay. Saved and saved and saved and saved and saved. Mm-hmm. And I had $120. Mm-hmm. And we went to JCPenney's. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, it was a Memorial Day sale. Oh. And it was like 20 or 30% off. Yeah. And so I ended up getting those for like $90. Mm-hmm. And I remember going like, I still get half $30 yeah, in my pocket. Had, like yeah. I couldn't. 
it was the craziest moment in my yeah. life to go like I have extra money. I to spend. saved all this money mm-hmm. and I didn't even know they were on sale and this is amazing. Yeah. It's euphoric. And I my, still get that. I yeah. still to this day when something is on sale I get a little bit of a rush. Yeah, it was the first time I ever thought about that. And then I started thinking, Well, what other holidays have sales? Yeah. And what are those sa-? and it was yeah. like it was like when Augie like starts figuring out yeah. the money and how it works and mm-hmm. when people it was the first time I actually realized it at twelve. Yep. That so those were my two biggest purchases, okay. short of this house and, yes. and well, cars those, yeah. and other stuff. But those were the most pivotal, pivotal, mm-hmm. pivot, pivotal, pivotal yes. purchases I've ever made. I like it. What are yours? Well, go up real, real quick. Uh, talking about earning money, um, Hadley and Augie are always game to earn some coin. Augie mm-hmm. more so than Hadley. He loves making. Money. He likes making money. He's a little hustler, and um, and he also spends it just as quick. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, my sister runs a great harvest bakery and she needs some flyers uh, put on door handles in a neighborhood that she's going to start delivering to. And I said, I'm putting the kids to it. And I told him I'd pay him. And um, and really, it's just going to, you know, it's a time filler for the summer. But I really am interested to see what happens because it's in a neighborhood that's packed, you know, really condensed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're going to have to commit to do like 20 streets or, you know, whatever in walk. this neighborhood. Yeah, I'm really interested to report back and let you know how it goes. And I haven't decided if, I'm, if we're going to pay them like a piece rate, you know, per house or street, how we're going to do that. Cause, and we got to see how much time it takes because yeah. I want to make sure they understand the value of time. <laughs> You know, and, uh, but we'll see. Well, and then I'd like to see what they end up purchasing. It's so easy for them with Amazon just to find, like, they find the most random stuff and it's so exciting for them. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a kid with Amazon and, you know, just placing your order and it shows up at your house. That's so exciting. But, uh, I would say, so my first big purchase was, um, when I was, uh, 18, I moved up to Boise for the first time from Utah. And, um, I had been here for a few months and then I needed to start building some credit and I also needed couches. So my mom was like, you can go to one of the furniture stores and you can sign up for a credit card. And they always have like the, you know, 18 months, no interest or low interest, you know, for 12 months, whatever it is. And so I went to more furniture, um, here in Mm -hmm. Boise and I think, is it just local to Boise? Is Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I don't know if there's a more furniture. It's M-O-R, not M-O-R-E. But anyway, um, and they had these really, really cute couches. One was bright red and one was bright blue. So they look like primary color, like almost like they belong in a daycare or yeah. something. But I loved them. So anyway, I, I signed up for the card, financed those, and it was zero interest for 18 months. And then uh, first rule of credit card club is pay it off before the interest hits. And I didn't know, I mean, I was 18. Yeah. That, I think I was 19 when I did that. And, but we never learned in school, you know. No, they didn't teach us They didn't teach stuff. anything to do with budgeting or just basic money management or, you know, money literacy. Yeah. None of that. I learned how to square dance and I learned how to make French toast. <laughs> but I don't, I still don't know a lot of stuff that I should know about finances. But anyway, um, so, uh. 18, within that same year, I had moved back to Utah. So um, I think I sold the couches. I can't remember. But uh, I was still paying on them. And then all of a sudden, my mom one day said, you need to look when that interest is going to hit because it's going to charge the back interest. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, it won't charge them what's left of the bill. It's going to charge on the entire amount that it's ever been. And it was like 
double the amount. Like it would have, you know, I mean, it was such high interest. Yeah. And uh, so we raced to a credit union um, that my mom had an account at and she co-signed on a loan for me that we could pay off the furniture with yeah. and then the loan was like a, a 0.5% interest so yeah. just got so again it helped build credit but I didn't have to get hit with that interest so that was a good life lesson yeah. thank you mom um and then I would say the the next big one was um we had been married for um just a few months when I got a promotion mm. at my job so I was at direct tv here in Boise they have a big call center here and I think it's uh AT, well, DirecTV, AT&T now, yeah. but it's still there. And um, at the time, which was 2005, I was making what at that time was good money, which was yeah. like 9 to $10 an hour. And um, it was enough to pay rent and all that. Yeah. Like not, not a ton of extra money, but you could do overtime too, which yeah. I did. So that was time and a half and I would get quite a big check from that. Anyway, um, you and I had been married for a little while and I ended up getting a promotion that was a $6 raise. Yeah, I remember that day. It was, it was like crazy. Yeah, I just, like I went for the promotion just because I wanted the job. I thought the job would be cool and I knew there would be a little bit of a raise, but it yeah, it was a $6 increase and I couldn't my jaw just hit the floor. I couldn't believe it. And so it was like, you know, you'd think that I would be, you know, setting up a big savings account, right? No. That money was to spend, and yeah. spend we did. Yeah. <laughs> we did, I remember that. So my first big purchase um, was the Schwinn bike yep. that I still ride to this day. So it's an old retro style. kind of looks like Pee Wee Herman's mm-hmm. bike, but it's bright electric blue and white. It has a, on the tank, it has a horn. Yeah, um, and it's got the integrated headlight and the fender. Yep, it's got lights. It's uh, I switched out the handlebars to have something cute on them. We've got cute bells through the years. And was that the same year that you bought your bike or did you buy one? So I had ordered a fat cycles LaSalle. Okay. But it, the ship sank Mm -hmm. on the way over. And (laughs) always going back to ship sinking on this podcast. They gave me my money back because (laughs) I had had my bike on order for like eight months. Was it the eight ball one? No, it was a, it was like cream and red. Okay. Um, it was a really pretty bike and, um, but I never got it. So yeah. then I took the money. It was like 700 bucks. Mm-hmm. So they gave me my money back and uh, I ordered my black bike off mm-hmm. of eBay yeah. for like 125 bucks. Yeah. That I still ride. You still ride it. Uh, yeah. You customized it. I need to put a little more. I need to put some parts, but I need to fix up some parts on it. Yeah. Because it's starting to to fall apart yeah but i mean honestly like the, the i can't fact believe that it's we're lasted, still that it's and mine is like yeah very minor things wrong yeah, with it your bike is a very nice bike it's very it has seven speeds it's yep. a very fun cruiser i would say the best deal you and i have ever found is our tandem cruiser yeah and that was like 200 bucks it on was it, on walmart walmart it was 200 bucks we got it uh with uh tax refund money mm-hmm. um hadley was uh, I, I think it was before Augie was born, yeah. so she was probably about two when we got it. And it's an enormous, bright yellow cruiser beach tandem cruiser. bike. Yeah, yeah, beach cruiser. And let me tell you, when Levi and I get on that, we can haul ass. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, we Another story, side mm-hmm. story, was that we put the baby seat on the back. Yes. And then the first, like... After we had Augie. And then, yeah, well, we had the baby seat on the back with Hadley. Yes. Then we were itching to get out of the house after we had Augie. Mm-hmm. All of us were. Yeah. And 
I think Augie was only like three weeks old. No, we would never old. have. No, he was like he was tiny. I never would have allowed us to ride. I feel like it was like a. No. He it was, was a three few weeks months, or a he month. He was a few months it old. Hadn't been that. It was summer. He was definitely a few old. months old. I yes, it was May. There's he was a month no old. chance I was letting a one month old on a bike. You he was are, born at the end of you, April. You are insane. It was summer. He was at least two or three months old. No, anyway. No. I know I'm right about this. The point (laughs) is, the four of us hopped on a bike together. Yeah. And I had Augie and a baby Bjorn in the front. And we went for just a bike ride around the neighborhood. Yes. And when we got back, Carly goes, just realized it probably wasn't such a good idea to have all four of us on there. Because if we got hit by a car, we'd all be dead. An entire (laughs) family. The whole family wiped out on one bike. Taken out. Yeah. The entire generation just wiped out right there. So we're like, yeah, good. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should take a couple bikes. Split us up. You know? So. That's uh, but then we bought a trailer for it. But that was it. But that bike has been a great bike for us. Yeah. A very inexpensive purchase, so we still got a lot of use out. Yeah, of it. we we have uh, found some really good deals over the years. So tell us what your first big purchase was and how that came about. There we go.